Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. Over the weekend, the Democrat media complex rushed to lock in the narrative that Biden won the election despite his lead hanging by a thread. Today, President Trump's legal team will mount challenges in at least five battleground states that could land in the Supreme Court. And the left is putting together a hit list for anyone who contests the election. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. Thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Right Now Jim Dawes, or you can shoot me an email at Right Now Jim Dawes at gmail.com, or you can call or text the vent line and leave your rants at 772 245 So the media is telling you that it's over with. It's over. Anybody that objects is just a dead ender. They are a, a deplorable. They're a chump and a loser. The, the truth is that this election is far from over. Even the, uh, the, the Democrat media complex is pointing out that Biden's only secured 279 of the electoral votes. That's, that's a slim nine vote uh, margin of victory, and there is legitimate, solid reasons to believe that he's going to lo- lose at least nine of those. Over the weekend, this country was subjected to probably the most massive misinformation campaign, disinformation campaign is what I should say, probably in the history of the world. This, uh, this nation has a saturation media, and 95% of it was telling you that uh, this is over. You need to move on. And it is uh, blatantly false. What they're doing is they're going by the playbook. They published a playbook ahead of this election to say how they were going to go about conducting this steal. And the media has a big role to play in that, and they are playing that role to a T. 
But I want to start with a, a situation report, a sit rep on where we are and, uh, and how President Trump goes about securing this victory that he was denied on Election Day through all of these shenanigans that the Democrats engaged in and these, these states with Democrat governors. First of all, you need to know uh, that only the Electoral College and these, uh, these state legislatures can declare a candidate a winner. No, none of them have done that. To try to claim that this decision is a fait accompli based on network news coverage and projections, that's what they're doing, they're projecting on us and projecting to us. To call Joe Biden the president-elect at this point is, um, is dangerous to democracy. They want to talk about Trump as uh, it's dangerous for him not to accept it. The, the danger here is that they're trying to claim, claim a premature victory that we have every reason to believe will not hold up. There are going to be recounts in Arizona and Georgia and Nevada and Michigan. And once the, the mask is taken off of these mail-in ballots, those are likely to go for Trump. Most of the invalid votes that took place on these mail-in ballots are likely to be invalidated. Biden won two-thirds of those mail-in ballots, so every time you disqualify one of those mail-in or absentee ballots, it's likely that that'll be subtracted from Biden's total. The, uh, the media is saying that Trump is standing at 214 votes. <laughs> they are purposefully withholding, calling Alaska and North Carolina because they know that that'll bring him up to a number that looks uh, very close to what they're crediting Joe Biden with. I think uh, he'll he'll be right around 243 to 279. That is a very narrow margin, so that's why they're holding off on Alaska and North Carolina. After Arizona's votes are fully counted, they have 11 electoral votes. It's likely that Trump will come out ahead. That'll bring him even closer. Down in Georgia, Joe Biden is leading by 8,400 votes. And we already know that about 150,000 votes in Fulton County that is notorious for voter fraud have been uh, flagged for closer examination. Trump may outright win Arizona, and if not, it's going to be so close that the Democrats' vote-stealing efforts are going to be uh, the margin of, uh, or are going to cost them the victory there. Wisconsin's got 10 electoral votes. They're claiming those for Biden. It's a 21,000 uh, vote lead. And now the re-canvassing has begun, and there was uh, systemic. The Democrats like that word, systemic. There was systemic failures in the voter uh, computers there. There's a very good chance that Donald Trump will carry uh, Michigan and Wisconsin.
that would bring him up to 269 votes. It would make it a tie between Biden and Trump. It's 269. And then it would all come down to Pennsylvania and it's 20 electoral votes. Now, over the weekend, I, well, may, it may have been on Friday, Justice Alito told the, uh, the Democrats in Pennsylvania that they had to segregate these mail-in ballots that arrived after the deadline that had been set by the legislature and it had been extended unconstitutionally by the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court. There was already evidence that they had not done that prior to Justice Alito uh, telling them again that they had to. Joe Biden's lead in Pennsylvania is only 37,000 votes, and they include these spoiled ballots that the that were uh, counted in contra, um, contravention to the Supreme Court. So the number of ballots that are likely to be disqualified, well, they're not going to even be able to disqualify them because they've destroyed the evidence. They've uh, removed the votes from the envelopes, discarded the envelopes, and thrown the vote in with the um, intermingled it with the rest of the totals. There is likely to have to be a uh, another election called in the state of Pennsylvania. And this time it'll be under such scrutiny that the Democrats probably will not be able to generate that uh, lead again. So... You know, uh, these recounts are going to bring such scrutiny on what went on here that I think the cockroaches are going to scurry away and uh, and and uh, leave Biden hanging. There's uh, indications that that's already happening in Georgia, where they're they're claiming, "Oh, we made a mistake. We uh, here here's some more votes for Trump. Please take them." Rudy Giuliani was on with uh, Maria Bartiromo over the weekend and described the whole strategy. Um, it's very similar to what I just recounted, but uh, just to lock it into your uh, to your thinking here, I want you to hear from Rudy. But can you tell us? Well, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of evidence. Let me see if I can summarize it by state. Some of it developed, ready to go into a lawsuit tomorrow, and. Tuesday and Wednesday. In uh, Philadelphia, where the furthest ahead, we have about 60 or 70 witnesses in Pennsylvania, uh, in Philadelphia, and in Pittsburgh. In uh, Pittsburgh, we have observers who were for 24 hours kept out of the room or kept away from the room where they were counting the mail-in ballots, which of course are the highly suspicious ballots. During that period of time, at least 135,000 ballots were counted, none of which were observed by any Republican uh, observer as the law requires and as is really necessary given the fact that these ballots came in, uh, came in late, they were being brought in by bundles, it looked very much like they were trying to make up the 700,000 difference that they had from election night. Then you go all the way across the strait to Pittsburgh, and we have exactly the same situation happening. Republican observers being kept so far away that they had to try to use binoculars to see the ballots. They couldn't accomplish that. 
they um, count about 300,000 ballots that went through that process. And even though we went to court and we were allowed to move six feet closer, the Democrat uh, machine people moved the counting place six feet further away. This is documented on uh, videotape. There are upwards of 50 witnesses. And this will be the subject of a lawsuit that we file tomorrow for violating uh, uh, civil rights, for conducting uh, an unfair election, for violating the law of the state, for treating Pittsburgh and Philadelphia different than the rest of the state, which is an equal protection violation. There are all sorts of equal protection violations that are going to be raised here because the Democrats and um, followed different procedures in the uh, the big cities in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada. Those are the issues that the Gore uh, versus Bush uh, uh, court fight hinged on. And the president is liable to prevail on those issues. The reason you can't keep uh, election observers so far away now that, uh, you know, that they can't see anything and the reason they did it is because unlike in 2000, people now are walking around with with video cameras in their pockets and they could have documented all this. That's why they weren't able to, or, or they were so careful to keep the election observers out of those rooms. And it's, we've got every reason to believe that they were changing votes, that they were allowing votes that were invalid because of, uh, of, uh, uh, defects and we have actual video of them filling out ballots in the voting room now they say they were curing ballots but if if you don't have an observer and you've got video from a long distance away of uh, people sitting at a table filling out ballots that uh, uh that's not going to stand up to a legitimate free and fair election the former governor of Illinois, uh, Blagojevich, uh, was on this weekend on Newsmax, and they asked him, um, well, do you think any shenanigans went on here? Now, this is a, a guy that came up through Chicago politics, and this is what he had to say. We appreciate it. Um, you know, I mean, it's interesting. We're talking about corruption here. Um, what do you make of, uh, of what we're seeing in Philadelphia? If the question is, uh, are the Democrats stealing votes in Philadelphia, my answer is, is the Pope Catholic? It's a time-honored tradition in big Democrat-controlled cities like Chicago, my hometown, Philadelphia, to do precisely what they're doing now. I've never seen it on such a magnitude, um, because this, I think, is an indication of just how widespread it is, how deep it is, and I don't think it's just confined to Philadelphia. My instincts, again, coming out of Chicago Democratic politics, my instincts tell me it's going on in Atlanta, it's going on in Detroit, it's going on in Milwaukee, it's going on in Las Vegas. It's like uh, what Justice Powell said about pornography. You can't define it, but you know it when you see it. So so he mentioned Atlanta there. I can tell you I was a part of two elections, mayoral elections, uh, where I worked for Mary Norwood. And then at the end of uh, the county, Mary was was a, a leading except there was an anomaly. There were some, uh, some precincts in South Atlanta that had not reported yet. Once they saw the gap that they needed to make up, this happened twice. 
They, uh, they, they released their votes and lo and behold, they, uh, they pulled ahead and, uh, the re- the way they did it is, uh, on election night, they, cl- they closed down the voting, told everybody to go home and be back here at 7 a.m. Then you arrive at 7 a.m. And lo and behold, they've got enough votes to win. This is a, this is a, a standard tactic in Democrat cities, but it is never going to be subjected to as much scrutiny as it is now. Here is one of those uh, poll watchers in Philadelphia uh, who is uh, describing what went on. We were there and we were watching, and uh, it's such a saying, this is a democracy in Philadelphia, and they did not allow us to see anything, and uh, was it corrupt or not? But give us the opportunity as poll watchers to to view all the documents, all the ballots, and um, listen, you know, we just want a fair election. And uh, we- I do not see how violating um, the ability for, for poll watchers to do their job that is in, enshrined in law is ever going to stand up and not require a new election. You know, one of the things I thought was interesting, well, we're, we're going to run out to a break. We'll talk more about this when we get back. Stick with us. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and in inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. 800-854-3183. 3183 that's 800-854-3183 so that last debate um the president was objecting to the the big steal that the democrats were engineering and <laughs> he predicted what was going to happen in philadelphia it was a big problem in philadelphia they went in to watch they were called poll watchers a very safe very nice thing they were thrown out they weren't allowed to watch you know why because bad things happen in philadelphia bad things the idea that big- this election is going to come down to hijinks in philadelphia it should should send chills down every everybody's uh spine every uh patriot's spine they, just this year, there have been cases coming out of Philadelphia where actual election board, you stand for election to the election board. One of the guys that was standing for election to the election board was stuffing the ballot box. <laughs> this, this Biden victory that the Democrat media wants you to believe, it comes down right now to about 80,000 votes st- spread across five states. Those are states where Democrat governors have usurped the constitutional authority of the Republican legislatures. That authority is contained in the U.S. Constitution. Those results are all going to be challenged at the Supreme Court as being unconstitutional and and violating the 
the Equal Protections Act as well. But to win this election, Trump only has to do three things. He's got to flip Arizona, which they are are still counting, and it's uh, quite likely that he'll end up as the winner there. He's got to uh, flip Georgia, and the military ballots are still coming in. There's a, a small, small lead that that would have to overcome. And uh, I can tell you a lot of uh, Georgia has a lot of military members and always has a huge number, and I expect that those will go overwhelmingly for the president. And in Pennsylvania, they they have been so audacious in this steal that uh, that the president will be making a good argument that that whole election has to be redone. And that's not even to mention these so-called software glitches in Minnesota that have shown that they are switching votes from Trump to Biden. And this same software was used in all of the battleground states and a bunch of others. And this notion that it just did this as a, it's a glitch. It's a glitch. Well, software like that, if it's got a glitch in one place, it's going to have that glitch systemically. Bill Benny, the, the whistleblower on the, uh, the mass surveillance of American citizens, was on talking about this so-called uh, glitch. Well, these things that they're calling glitches in software that are uh, randomly changing only certain votes, they're not glitches at all. Those are programmed. Uh, those are programmed into the software. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. If there's a problem in software, we call those bugs. If the bug is a is in the software, it does everything consistently, with everything, not just selectively picking things. If only certain things are selected, picked, and changed, that's not a bug. That's designed in the software. That's intentional. Well, I mean, you can make the argument that it, it was a bug and that it wasn't intentional, but if it did that in Michigan, that same software did it systemically throughout the process. There have already been um, state-level elections uh, reversed in Michigan because of this so-called glitch. They're going to have to have a, a recount And if this glitch was systemic, which there's every reason to believe, then Biden is likely to lose that uh, that vote in Michigan and Wisconsin and everywhere else. I'm more convinced by the day that the president is going to come out on top. You know, you had over the weekend all of the Democrats in the streets celebrating. Now, if Trump were leading right now, uh, they would have been rioting and burning and, and, uh, you know, looting, but they were celebrating. It's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the, the increased anxiety from the Democrats and the left as this thing plays out. And they realize that all of these media stories declaring Joe Biden, the winner have been, uh, what word should we use? Premature. <laughs> at the same time that the media was uh, demanding that you believe that J- 
Joe Biden had already won this election. The president was on the golf course and they were, they were saying how irresponsible that was for the president to go golfing. This is the president for the last month have been, has been holding uh, multiple rallies every day, working his ass off. And he's going out to get a little, uh, relaxation and exercise. And I think that that, uh, that sort of scares them that he's so unconcerned with how this is going to go that he's taking time to go, uh, to go golfing. Giuliani and the president's legal team are going to be filing a, a case at the Supreme court today based on, uh, these mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania. And I think it's a uh, poetic justice in the extreme that now Clarence Thomas is going to be sitting on a court making a decision for the, uh, the Biden presidency, the same guy that tried to torpedo Clarence Thomas's nomination with these scurrilous accusations. But we can't allow this to go on. If they're allowed to get away with this degree of election fraud on such a massive scale, we might never again have another free election in this country. And the, the power of we the people to govern themselves will be, be denied any peaceful path. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at the media narrative right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So the media, the Democrat media complex, which includes Fox News, is falling all over themselves trying to lock in this narrative. It's over. Move on. Don't be bitter. Accept this this big steal. And it's really something to watch. You know, the media, uh, they have projected winners in the past, but they've taken out that word projection, and they're just saying that uh, they have called the election. Well, the media doesn't get to call this election. They can project it, but they're acting like this is a fait accompli when Joe Biden's only up by nine electoral votes. 
The media only get to declare a winner after one of two things happens. Uh, the candidate concedes, as is normal, which this president is not going to concede under these circumstances, and nor should he, or after an election certified. And you can tell how illegitimate this election is by how quickly the Democrat media complex is trying to convince you that it's over with. It's over. You know, normally a media would love a contested election. Oh, man. That leads to uh, uh, lots of newspaper sales and the high ratings on their TV shows. But in this case, they're, they're, uh, they're trying to act like it's already over. So just uh, for, as a, an exercise, let's, uh, let's take a look at the New York Times and the Washington Post. Well, you say, well, nobody, we, don't, we know they're fake news. We don't need you to tell us what's going on over there. The reason you need to keep up with hap what's happening on the New York Times and the Washington Post is because they're the ones that set the narrative for the rest of the news media. That's all of the editors and newspapers across this country and on local TV stations and on the cable networks. They all look to the New York Times for their leadership. And the New York Times is pursuing the playbook that was put together in this um, this orange revolution template. So let's uh, let's take a look at the New York Times. The the big wood at the top says Biden forges ahead with plans as Trump refuses to concede. The next one is the election is over. The nation's rifts remain. The end of America first, how Biden wants to re-engage the world. How'd you like to be Biden and you're promising a, a whole raft of executive orders to overturn the America first policies? <laughs> I'm against America first. Let's look down in the uh, opinion section and see what they're saying. Oh, come on, Jim, where is it? Well, let's go over to the Washington Post. Biden plans to move fast on the epidemic and the economy. Well, the, everything is put in place already for the epidemic, and the economy is uh, roaring back with gangbusters. The next one is the president-elect. So they're calling him the president-elect now. May take a proactive role in the congressional stimulus plan. So he wants to, he wants to take credit for any solution on the stimulus plan. What happened to, we only have one president at a time. You remember when Trump was actually the president elect after the certification, they were telling him he, he needs to butt out. He doesn't need to keep his mouth shut until January 20th. We only have one president at a time. A Trump appointee is refusing to give Biden necessary transition resources. Well, yeah because you haven't been elected yet. Day and night, under historic scrutiny, the nation's vote counters carried on. We will not allow anyone to stop us. <laughs> well, there's a, an honest headline. Trump continues to defy results as the world and some GOP begin to move on. Yeah, let's move on. There is more proof in this current election 
every day uh, more and more is coming out than we see in many of these third world countries that we condemn their elections. One of the things they do is they, they do a, a statistical analysis and see if it's believable. And those statistical analysis are going on right now in this country. And the things they're finding are absolutely beyond comprehension, beyond credibility. They're saying 90% of the voters in Milwaukee, Wisconsin turned out to vote. Well, that would be a 30% increase from any previous election. They're, uh, they're showing um, again and again this the, these levels of turnout that are not believable, and they're almost all focused in these big Democrat cities. Now, this thing isn't over, and, and, and they know it. That's why they're so determined to, uh, to make you believe that it is. But all of these headlines that I just read you are all based on predictions. And they're based on predictions from news organizations that have been uniformly wrong about almost everything related to Donald Trump. But now they're going to get this one right. Never mind the Russiagate hoax that we used to cripple this presidency. Never mind the Ukraine hoax that we tried to impeach him with because we knew we couldn't beat him at the ballot box. We got it right this time. CNN probably did one of the most despicable things in a long line of despicable things. They published a headline supposedly based on anonymous sources that Melania Trump was telling Donald to accept the election loss and move on. That is, that is some deep, deep disinformation right there. She had to come out with a tweet and debunked that, uh, that fake news. But, you know, I, I, I spoke earlier about the playbook. The playbook was put out by the same former Intel and State Department officials that had engineered coups in, in Eastern European countries and Middle Eastern countries. And uh, they, they put it out so that all of the operatives would know what their role in this, uh, uh, the big steal would be. They didn't have to coordinate. They didn't have to meet in rooms. Although they did that, the Transition Integrity Project war-gamed this out. And they published that as well so that everybody could follow the playbook and see how they were supposed to respond to different scenarios. And if you read the playbook, every American should be offended that the Democrat Party was engaged in this level of election engineering a lot of people uh, have had the veil lifted from their eyes with respect to fox news over the weekend they canceled judge janine's show they canceled it for one show and uh, i've seen conflicting reports but i think her show has been canceled altogether Because she refused to back down. She refused to tow the Fox News line that this election was over and uh, she was going to urge the president and his supporters to fight on. 
lot of people are moving over to Newsmax and One America News Network. I, I hadn't watched the live coverage on Newsmax in a long time. I had watched uh, some shows that they carry that uh, they play on demand, but uh, their news coverage was uh, was high-level stuff. What you would normally see on a um, on a mainstream news network, minus the dishonesty. Uh, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem was on with uh, the Munchkin George Stephanopoulos over the weekend, and um, and she was a very effective um, advocate for the president. We should give President Trump his day in court, let the process unfold, because, George, we live in a republic. We are a government that gets its power from the consent of the governed. That is the people. They give their consent on Election Day. Election Day needs to be fair, honest, and transparent. And we need to be sure that we had an honest election before we decide who Go gets to be in the White House the next Governor Noem, do you have any evidence that it wasn't an honest election? You heard a tweet earlier this week saying it was rigged. Do you have any evidence at all of widespread fraud? I've spoken with Republican secretaries of state in Georgia in Arizona. I've spoken to Republican officials across the country. They have come up with zero evidence of widespread fraud. And that is not true. That is absolutely not true. People have signed legal documents, affidavits, stating that they saw illegal activities. And that is why we need to have this conversation in, in court. The New York Times itself said that there were clerical errors. If no you look at what happened in Michigan, fraud, Governor. That's uh, that we had different. computer glitches that changed Republican votes to Democrat votes. You look in Pennsylvania, dead people voted in Pennsylvania. So George, I don't know how widespread it is. I don't know if it'll change the outcome of the election. But why is everybody so scared just to have a fair election and find out? Uh, we gave Al Gore 37 days to run the process before we decided who was going to be president. Why would we not afford the 70 0.6 million Americans that voted for President Trump the Governor, same consideration? If I can tell you why they would deny Trump supporters the same consideration is because uh, they wanted Al Gore to be president, so they didn't call that election, despite the fact that uh, it was, you know, coming down to one state that uh, was quite obviously Broward and Miami-Dade County were engaged in uh, in hijinks, is the word they like to use. Christy Nome is an absolute superstar. I would love to see her on the ticket. I wouldn't mind seeing her heading the ticket in 2024. Every time I see her, I become more and more impressed by her. <laughs> Joe Biden was uh, giving his his victory speech, which is just about as uh, premature as it can possibly get. And uh, it sounded something like this. Slow as it goes, it can be numbing. But never forget, the tallies aren't just numbers. They represent votes and voters. Votes and voters. Not just voters. They represent voters would be the normal thing to say. He says it represents votes and voters. The tallies aren't just numbers. They represent votes and voters. Men and women who exercise fundamental right to have their voice heard. And what's becoming clear each hour is that record number of Americans of all races, faiths, religions chose change over more of the same. 
Yeah, and record numbers opposed electing your election as well. And he's he's making these campaign speeches before any concession has been offered or any certifications have been made. It's the playbook. There was a story in the Washington Post about well the the one uh, uh, unifying theme in this uh, by the Biden campaign has been the American flag. Because Joe Biden is now breaking out the American flag at these celebrations. Well, the American flag was oddly absent before the election. He didn't want to offend any of his far left base who prefers to burn and and uh, 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 stomp on the American flag. Yeah, I'm going to be watching uh, Newsmax and OAN a lot more now. I, I'm not going to turn off Fox altogether. I watch uh, Tucker Carlson every night to see if his show uh, follows my uh, my script. Not that I believe that that's happening, but it is pretty entertaining to see how closely uh, this this show that airs prior to his um, and his match. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch in my backpack. Besides the four week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one size fits all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure survival spring straw. Crikey, there's a wild hair now. Ain't he a beaut? Yeah, what's up, Dad? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. So Twitter is banning uh, any mention of uh, the statistical analysis of this election. The, the same um, analysis that, are, that the U.S. State Department has used on foreign elections to try to illustrate whether or not they were legitimate are now being used on American elections, and American elections are failing the same test that we impose upon other countries. And so if you, that's a pretty strong argument. So if you point it out on Twitter or Facebook, they will suspend it. They will take that post down. You will have to remove it before you're allowed to be, uh, to post anymore. Here is, uh, Ted Cruz talking about, uh, this software so-called glitch. We're hearing lots of allegations of a dead person voted. Uh, we, we heard a report from, from one county in Michigan where the election software mistakenly counted 6,000 votes that were cast for Donald Trump. It switched them to Joe Biden. Now, they apparently caught that, uh, but that same software is used in 47 counties throughout Michigan. That needs to be examined to determine that there's not uh, a, a problem counting the votes. And the legal process is how you resolve those questions. You, you know, one of the frustrating things just as, as an American watching this is you hear all these allegations of what's going on 
And it's hard to know what the facts are. It's hard to know what the truth is. Well, we have a process for ascertaining the truth, which is that you can go and present evidence and test it in a court of law. And then those appeals will go up both through the state uh, appellate system and the federal appellate system. And then this case could very easily end up at the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, you mentioned Bush versus Gore, which which I was part of representing then Governor George W. Bush uh, in, in the course of 36 days. Uh, we had multiple cases throughout the state of Florida. It went twice to the Florida Supreme Court. It went twice to the U.S. Supreme Court. It took 36 days to resolve, and we got an answer. I, I would expect a similar process to play out here, despite the media trying to tell everyone, give up, go home. We know who we want to win. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. Could you imagine if Joe Biden we're behind right now. These same people that are telling us that this is over would be telling us that, uh, we have to wait and count all the votes and we have to investigate every, uh, every irregularity. Do not rush to, uh, to declare a winner. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, three elements to a crime. There's opportunity, motive, and means. So let's look at this 80,000 vote victory, this uh, slim thread that Joe Biden's election hangs by, and, uh, and put it uh, to the test of the legal test of opportunity, means, and motivation. So opportunity. We know that in these, uh, these Democrat-controlled areas, they, uh, in, at the middle of the night, shut down the the, uh, the counting and the next day, uh, a lot of these, uh, these, uh, totals changed and they refused to allow ballot watchers. There's opportunity motive. Well, they claim to believe that Donald Trump is Hitler, literally Hitler and his supporters are Nazis. You can't get much bigger motivation than that. And means we saw them pre-planning all of this on the public record with this playbook. And part of the playbook was the taking advantage of these mail-in ballots and the election integrity project war gamed all of this out. And that election integrity project was, was deploying the orange revolution that had been perfected in foreign countries. It also included media setting the narrative and one of the reasons they're setting the narrative is uh, because they want to put as much pressure as possible on the Supreme Court of the United States to uphold the big steal. I don't believe that 90% of the inner city uh, residents in Milwaukee turned out for this election. Benford's law is, uh, is that statistical analysis that social media is uh, banning and this election is going to have a lot of um, a lot of scrutiny on those uh, instances that this analysis uh, suspects may be illegitimate well Joe Biden has decided that uh, that he wants to unify in his <laughs> campaign acceptance speech he called us all to put the recriminations behind us and these deep divisions, and we need to all unify 
the guy that ran campaign ads comparing Trump to Hitler and his supporters to Nazis now wants us all to unify around his his uh, pretend victory. The guy that based his campaign on probably one of the most destructive and scurrilous lies in American political history that Donald Trump had called neo-Nazis and Klansmen very fine people. He wants us now to unify around him. Here's a clip of Joel Pollack, who actually caught up with Biden on the campaign trail and pointed out that this very fine people hoax that he keeps repeating and based his candidacy on is, in fact, a lie. Mr. Vice President, are you aware that you're misquoting Donald Trump in Charlottesville? He never called neo-Nazis very fine people? Well, he called all those folks who walked out of that, they were neo-Nazis, shouting hate, their veins bulging. But he said specifically that he was condemning them. No, he did not. He said he walked out and he said, let's get this straight. He said there were very fine people in both groups. They're chanting anti-Semitic slogans, carrying flags. But you're aware that he... So he knew he was lying all along. He was smearing about half of this country. Now he wants us to unify around him. That makes me want to puke. AOC and uh, the, the left wing of her party and even some mainstream Democrats are calling for a enemies list to be put together to punish Trump supporters. And they're not just talking about people that are in the cabinet or on the staff, they're talking about all Trump supporters. On MSNBC, Chris Hayes tweeted, uh, thousands of Republicans are complicit in the, uh, the coronavirus deaths, and they must be punished. AOC was, uh, was calling for an enemies list, which fits right in with her or Marxist beliefs, because Marxism has been uh, had an impulse to tyranny throughout history. Slate Magazine published a, an editorial calling for revenge against Trump supporters. And you know, at first you're you're kind of inclined to to laugh at these leftist idiots and their their threats of an enemies list. But if you're in Washington and you make your living and you've based your career on that, make no mistake, this, this is a serious effort by the left to suppress dissent over this obviously rigged election, and they want to do it through fear and intimidation. You better keep your head down. You better shut up. We'll ruin your career. And I think it's having a, a real effect because a lot of people that should be stepping out and uh, saying, wait just a minute, have been mostly silent. I hope my name is added to that list. I kind of look at this list that they keep talking about as an honor roll for American patriots. And I certainly want to be recorded in history that I wasn't willing to accept a rigged election without question. They need to know that... uh, uh, Trump supporters are, are never going to unite behind a President Biden and a party that that engineered a rigged election. Foreign leaders have been uh, falling all over themselves 
rushing to congratulate Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Benjamin Netanyahu, who this president has uh, gone way out on a limb and spent a lot of political capital supporting, was one of the first foreign leaders to recognize Biden's election. He says, congratulations to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Joe, we've had a long and warm personal relationship for 40 years. I know you as a great friend of Israel. I look forward to working with both of you to further strengthen the special alliance between the U.S. and Israel. What a snake. During that 40 years, president after president promised to move the American embassy to the uh, capital of Israel, and all of them broke their promise. He had one president that was willing to, to follow up on that. This president spent a lot of his political capital making damn sure that Iran doesn't get their hands on a nuclear weapon, something that the previous administration with Joe Biden in it had allowed. When I saw that tweet, I was reminded of that, uh, that parable of the snake that uh, President uh, recites at some of his rallies. So the, the media is uh, claiming that Donald Trump is uh, dangerous because he's delegitimizing this election. He refuses to ele- uh, accept the results, and that's dangerous destabilization. These are the same people that told us we shouldn't accept the results in 2016 because of the Russiagate hoax. And that used that bogus narrative for three years to cripple a presidency so he couldn't implement uh, an explicitly America first agenda. Van Jones was moved to tears. You know, he's been over there saying how much it hurts. It hurts that so many people voted for Donald Trump. Now he is, uh, he's literally in tears over Joe Biden's election. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier, it's easier to tell your kids character matters. Oh, character matters. Joe Biden, the most corrupt president, uh, vice president in history. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. 
No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.